What is up, everybody? Hello, and welcome to Critically Aroused, the podcast where we ask, do we even need movie critics? And then we review a movie. My name is Blaine Andrews, and I'm your host, and I am joined today by the ever-so-lovely Christopher Kaus. What up? And the beautifully fuzzy Matt Verlack. What is going on? It's great to have you all back here with us again today for the second episode. We're super excited, and I think this is going to be a, a pretty spicy episode. There's been a whole lot going on in the uh, the film industry in general, and then we've uh, we've got this podcast, which I would probably consider this one. This one's this one's for the girls, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. You yeah, know, especially the after the uh, <laughs> the Oscars last night. I don't know if you guys are aware of what. Uh... I don't know what the Oscars are. So. Oh, okay. What, what, yeah, what shook out of some of that, and then, you know, with the movie that we're doing, which is, today's episode is going to be Birds of Prey, the fantastical emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Is that right? I got that sounds very accurate Sounds to me. accurate. Woo! So, with that being said, um, for those of you that are new to uh, listening to us, we'll kind of, I'm just going to give you a little idea of what you're dealing with. We are a podcast that is here to kind of be a counterculture voice to to critics and to really we do want to lift up the film industry you know in a way i mean obviously it's got its issues too but i we kind of stand back and look at it and we see these things that i mean film is art and i think that sometimes people forget that uh, especially critics whether it be that you know they've been in the industry too long or they become too politically motivated and what they think about films and or a number of things but i think that sometimes we forget of looking at this like an art form and and that it can be interpreted a multitude of different ways by different people and it's just because it's not for you doesn't mean it's not for everyone so we're here to you know just take a look at things and be the every man's point of view and so last time when we were talking and we came out of the right in the beginning we were really giving you guys an idea of our thoughts on Rotten Tomatoes. And we gave an explanation of how Rotten Tomatoes works and a little bit of a breakdown of that. And if you, I would definitely suggest if you haven't listened to the last episode there in the beginning, we kind of give a good rundown of the inner workings of Rotten Tomatoes to a degree. And today I wanted to hash out a little bit here in the beginning about critics because we didn't touch on that as much and kind of what we think is happening. Because last week we were talking about how, you know, you can you can look at these Rotten Tomato scores and see an extremely low critic score and then a very high general audience score or completely the opposite and what the crap is causing that. And so that's another reason of us doing this podcast. So with you guys, do the two of you have any thoughts as far as what you want to say about why we think that this is kind of happening? Uh, I'm just going to say that I've almost always disagreed with the critics. I've never, like, the last, like, 10 years found a critic. I'm like, I think your opinion is the same as my opinion. Sure. I, I can't think of a single one. So. Yeah. I mean, I haven't I haven't looked at critics. I've, I've never really focused on critics for being an opinion that I cared about. Sure. Which is ironic since we're kind of Yeah, doing we're that. doing that. Well, that's part of why yeah. you, you, I mean, obviously we've been homies forever and we talk about this stuff, Word. but like uh, that is why I wanted you to kind of come in here is you, oh, you are also a voice of, thanks, Blaine. 
more than just that. You're so sweet. Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> no, uh, you are, you are, you're a good voice for that because there are people that don't look at that and aren't influenced by that and I like hearing that kind of thought process. And Now versus me, for a long time I did. I, I listened to a lot of podcasts. I looked at a lot of reviews. I listened and heard a lot of different opinions and started basing what I was seeing off that. And I think a lot of people are doing that. I Literally today I was looking... And I got a notification on my phone and it was somebody was live streaming and they went on a big rant about Rotten Tomatoes and basically talking about what we're talking about here. I was just like, holy crap, this is a little fitting. Like it does seem to be coming more of a thing that people are noticing that there is this disconnect between what the general public think and what critics think. And just this, I think it's also kind of comes into the political nature and like where we're at right now where we there's literally a thing called hate watching you know people watch things because they hate it um <laughs> and that's kind of crazy in itself and we just analyze things so deeply now and and there's such a communication because of social media and the level of communication between people is so open now that people can talk about anything it's just wild that the level of opinions and stuff that are getting out there and what people think i just find it fascinating so i guess dovetailing into that a little bit we did want to go ahead and warn everybody i guess um disclaimer yes this is our disclaimer and it i don't know if it'll happen once or if it'll happen multiple times it just probably depends on if we get severely review bombed or something (laughs) so uh, we just kind of wanted you guys to know and i'm not going to speak for these two i guess they'll have a little bit of input here but that none of us really claim to have a very specific political identity. We don't necessarily buy into a party or associate per se with a specific group. So there, if you feel like we're in your corner, just know that that might not always be the case. All of us will probably piss someone off at some point on multiple sides of the the table, you know, with you guys. <laughs> yeah. well, and hopefully that we're each going to kind of have different angles when we're talking about things. So if you're disagreeing with one of us, hopefully you're agreeing with somebody else. Yeah, for sure. Right. And I agree. <laughs> Great input. Thanks. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> strong that's, narratives. That's why I bring you on to say <laughs> I agree. nothing. I concur. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, I mean, we we... We will probably offend some people, because, but we also don't really, we're not big advocates of this PC culture. I mean, we will be careful, you know, when possible to not really, like, attack a group or something like that. But, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't see that. You know, I, I don't see that. Thing. That's not really how we operate. But, like, we're not going to do anything like that. But at the same time, you know, just know that we're not going to be hand-holding. We're not going to sit here and pat you on the head and say, oh, just because you believe this, like... We're going to agree with everything that you say because we very well might not. And this goes for everyone, left or right or wherever you sit. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to touch on with that? Just be, be prepared to get offended, more than likely, <laughs> yeah. at some point. And yes. you can let us know. Yeah, yeah, please. You off. Yeah, 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 let, let us, us know. know. We, we would love to know. I can't say that. I mean, it, you know, if we're in the wrong, we'll and we feel like we are and we've discussed it, we, you know, we will openly admit to it because... 
I was just wrong not long ago, <laughs> very much wrong. So um, we won't even get into that. But anyways, so with that being said, you guys want to? Oh, Matt, yeah, just something. one more thing. If you want, feel free to hate listen to us. <laughs> yeah, we we'd also appreciate that. Exactly. Yes, hate <laughs> listen to us. We we are not here to say if you don't think the way that we do, you shouldn't listen. We yeah. actually think that if you don't think the way that we do. You should listen yeah. because who knows? Maybe we'll open your mind, or maybe we'll just make you really hate us. <laughs> or if you comment and message us, maybe we will learn something. Yeah, exactly. And we we are all super open minded here. We we are we are all about freedom of speech and freedom of thought. That's that's kind of the way we roll here. So, yeah. and if you hate one episode, the next one you might love it. And it's quite agree possible with what we say. Yeah, it's quite possible. So, you guys want to touch on some news. This was a really big news week. I did want to kind of bullet point a few things. I know that I didn't totally prep you guys on what I was going to be talking about. But did you guys happen to see that Netflix announced the the films that they have actually censored in certain countries? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's pretty wild. They... They literally released a list. I'm trying to pull it up here so we can talk about it. It's well, not wanting to work. I remember they said that like China said that they were not going to allow certain movies to be released because they disagreed with certain stances in certain movies. So I'm not that sure. surprised that Netflix is going through and altering some movies after the fact. Yeah, and I mean, they're not even altering them. They're legit just pulling them down. Yeah. Did, did you see it, David? I have not heard about that. That's our office made talking probably to where you can't hear him very much <laughs> i mean I, I knew that they did it but yeah well, like the fact that they have a list i mean because where do you guys sit on censorship i mean i think i know but well okay for me personally yeah, or is like sit? the idea of what they're doing well yeah like, obviously i'm against censorship yeah like i, I enjoy freedom of speech sure. but i understand netflix position because it's money like, yeah they're a company yeah or like, it's a business decision it's a business. yeah exactly. make money I, mean, I just money. i agree like there shouldn't be censorship yeah, and I hate that we have countries in the world that do censor things. Sure, but so, then again, Netflix is smart from yeah. a business perspective. <laughs> yeah, to okay, well, we'll just release the censored edition. I mean, it's their right; it's yep. their business. They yeah. can do and what it's they the want. Right. I'm it, guessing it they is. can only do it with their originals, though. No, no. I'm surprised they're able to do it with non-Netflix originals. Actually, almost none of these things are Netflix originals that they pulled down. One of the most interesting ones. So apparently, Singapore has a big problem with weed. <laughs> But they, there were like four different weed-related movies and shows that uh, that all got pulled from nice. from Singapore, which I thought was pretty interesting. Another one was a Netflix original um, in Saudi Arabia. They pulled uh, the Patriot Act with Hassan Minhaj. Um, they pulled that, but I think it was only like one episode, and it was it was actually focused specifically on um, Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. So you know they weren't wanting any negative uh, right, press. Right, trying to hide bad press from their people. Exactly, which is kind of. Yeah, it did make me happy to see that nothing was pulled here. Um, nothing on this list that I saw was pulled here, yeah. which which is pretty rad. I mean, it, it's sense. possible though, especially sure. with the things that we've been seeing in the media lately, where there are people calling for things to be pulled down, taking down people's voices to be silenced, and it's kind of a scary spot in my opinion i mean i know that there are people that are for that but it just really yeah so it, it did i thought it was pretty cool that nothing was pulled here yeah i just wanted to touch i'd on be more concerned if things started going started getting pulled here i i agree there's some things that some people shouldn't see yeah you know like kids shouldn't see certain things sure and netflix is very accessible yeah but i mean you can't 
Blame yeah. Netflix for but that's, parents yeah, not watching exactly. their kids. That goes back to parental control. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so Natalie Portman's dress at <laughs> oh, the uh, Oscars last night. You didn't hear about that? Clearly. Oh, you didn't hear looking about that? At, <laughs> why is this new? Okay, tell me. Yeah. You, uh, I don't watch any new. I don't know what you're expecting. From so... <laughs> I love that this is new to you and that it got yeah, such a visceral reaction. I mean, I like dresses. <laughs> well, it wasn't just a dress. Oh. So she she had a big statement to make. Matt, do you want to say what it was? I no, can... you you can go ahead. Okay, so what she did was she had, I mean, her dress was very pretty, and mm-hmm. she had this cloak on. Oh, that's cool. And I'd wear a cloak. I yeah. I, I mean, I would rock this cloak, and the dress is pretty fancy. Okay. Oh, I'll pay that. I'll pay so I want to know what the outrage is. <laughs> Please. Well, it's not exactly outrage. No. Well, maybe there is. There probably oh, there's is outrage. some outrage. I'm, I'm sure somewhere. It didn't bother me. I just I was, was like, cool. I was I like, wait a minute. Yeah, no, I, I was. It didn't bother me. Whatever. Yeah. So basically, what she did was there was a list of about somewhere in the ballpark of six female directors that quote unquote got snubbed for the Oscars. Okay, and. It, they weren't able to actually so they weren't on the list at all for best directors so what she did was on her cloak on the location where like buttons would go mm-hmm. she put all the women that were stubbed names on her cloak cool it's pretty rad yeah wasn't it also inlaid on the inside of the cloak it might be i think it was because it was like a black cloak on the inside though it had like gold stripes and then the writing yes. on the on the where the buttons were were the gold were the people's names in gold. Yeah. I think it was on the inside of her cloak, too. It's quite possible. I know the names were right on the front. But honestly, so for me, it really didn't bother me, especially after looking at the list of directors. Now, I'm not one that gets, for one, I don't get super wrapped up in these award shows. I really don't care. Yeah. I think it's just, a, you're just jacking off a bunch of pretentious people. Mm. You know, yep. <laughs> it's just kind of, I don't know, it's not my my flavor so but if you look at the directing list so up for best director was the director of parasite bong joon ho martin scorsese for the iron uh, irishman todd phillips for joker sam mendez for 1917 and quentin tarantino for once upon a time in hollywood yeah so looking at that list though it's like if there are people that could have set out Quinn Tarantino and Martin Scorsese. Those two dudes have gotten so much fucking attention over the years. Like, really, do they need any more? Like, do those two dudes need any more attention? What do they mean? I don't... Like, but what's the purpose of the awards? Is it actually to celebrate excellence in whatever it is? Yeah. Or is it to promote people? Like, yeah. So that's... So I guess it, this will also make sense if I do specify. So on the list of like the snubbed women directors was the director of hustlers, which from what I've heard now, I don't think any of us have seen pretty much any of these movies, but the director of uh, hustlers, which I don't know if that necessarily should have been one of the winners from what I've heard, but there's a movie called the farewell little women, which I've heard is fantastic. A beautiful na- day in the neighborhood, which I've also heard is very, very oh, good. Yeah. yeah. The one about Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Um, Atlantics queen and slim honey boy, which I've mm. heard is also very, very good, and yeah. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. So all these movies, from what I have heard, now I know that these are all critically acclaimed movies, and typically those are the types of people who are kind of wrapped up in all sure. this stuff, but none of those women made this list, and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this like Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino, like these dudes do get a lot of attention, their movies are great, but we know what they do. This is, and I mean, <laughs> for Tarantino, like it was kind of a known quantity, and for Scorsese, it was a known quantity. They were good movies, but, you know, yeah. maybe it is time for... A little bit more 
It's for other people to be able to shine. Now, granted, um, Bong Joon-ho won for Parasite. Which I need to see. Like I, I, I wanted too. to see it, and I just never did. Yeah. And even without it winning, it's on my list to watch. Yeah, same. And, and it won, like, the most awards in one single night of the most... As a out of, foreign film. Yeah, as a foreign film for anything since, like, something that Disney did. Lord didn't, of the Rings? Oh. No, something in the 50s. Or it, really? Yeah, it was it was Disney, huh. actually. I, I guess, know, like, like, Lord of the Rings won a bunch, a bunch. whenever it first came out. This was the most, and it won a lot. But it is <laughs> causing a little bit of scuttlebutt and her wearing this dress and calling it out. And, oh, that's I mean, cool. I'm bored. Yeah, well, and you know, a couple of years ago, they did the whole Oscar So White thing. And that one, I get it. And it... All these... It's funny because things don't change. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because they made a big deal about that. Yeah. And now they've moved on, it seems. You don't hear yeah. as much. Yeah, to a degree, which, I mean, it's all about representation. And, and I think that with all this stuff, I think there's a right way and a wrong way. I mean, and I think it's... I mean, it was totally Natalie Portman's right to say what she wanted to say. Yeah. And to, so, I mean, good for her, you know, yeah. if she wants to opinionate, give her opinion on it. and But, I mean, just to constantly... I don't know. I think that this this whole ordeal was handled pretty well. The the Oscar so white got very ugly very fast. That was a mess. But I mean, I get it. I get why people were aggravated. But at the same time, you can also. I mean, the thing is, and there were good movies in categories that year that should have won. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, going forward, now that we are more aware, we are more conscious about these kind of things and people getting representation and attention. Now that this is in the focus, we need to stand back and say, okay, but. Are these just because you're a different race or nationality or sex or whatever? It, it it's got to be on par with the other stuff that's eligible. Sure. If it's not on par, then which is all subjective. It, it is. I mean, it is very I'm, subjective. It, yeah. I mean, I I'm all about her wearing that dress. I obviously knew nothing about it because award shows are a joke in my mind. Sure, but, sure, sure. Same. Um, no, I, I I stand up for anybody who is wanting to, you know use their position and their platform to spread whatever position that they're trying to put forward as long as it's done peacefully and doesn't hurt anybody. Exactly. So Yeah, I'm no, glad. I agree. I thought it was interesting, though. And I did want to bring up for a split second <laughs> Joaquin, and he won Best Actor. And my goodness, his speech, somebody or himself has garbled my man's brains. Wait, who? Dude, that's what I'm saying. Joaquin. That's what first popped into my mind is like, I don't know that he's actually acting that part. I no. Feel like he was just being himself. Oh, he was. So surprising that he won I, Best Actor. Yeah, well, that I, I said last night, I was like, how does this dude even act? Like, he can't talk. He's struggling to speak. How does he get out these excellent performances? Does he literally become another human being? Okay. It's, Method it's, actors? He very well might. It was a wild thing to watch it, but I felt like there was something good in there. Like, he had something to say. I was like, what can you speak to me? You can do this, buddy. Get it out. And then he went on a really weird rant about milk. And... Breast milk? <laughs> no. Cow weird. milk. Cow milk. Okay. Yeah. Cool. A cow milk. Yeah, where where the milk Is comes he from. for it or against yeah. it? Uh, I, I think <laughs> he's, he's against, against it. it. Yeah. I think he's against that it. It was, it was a very weird... But it, he was he was heading on the road of basically being like... We're all assholes. We're being pretentious, and we're sitting here, and yeah. we're doing this thing. But then, like, he went into this weird milk tangent, and I was, it was <laughs> what, what, so. Was it about like the consumption of milk and the gases that cows give off? And it was about a. Did, did you go that way with it? 
It was more about us just abusing things, the planet and the creatures that live on it. Okay. okay. It was a okay. weird. Okay. I like it. It was a weird little, <laughs> weird like little said, thing. Uh, using your platform. For yeah, exactly. Good. I mean, whatever. I, I mean, as long as you can understand it. Well, I'll maybe. say this. It was fathoms more interesting than several of the other speeches that I saw. I about fell asleep for a couple of those things. They were painful and just I'm so. you watched it. I know. How could you watch it? I don't watch any of those things. I, I saw I Joaquim. Saw like coming up that was literally i just happened to see if it was on he was on i was like well i'm gonna sit here and check this out <laughs> check my and boy out yeah he was whew, man uh, really quick notes i just want to bullet point see if you guys heard anything about this first off dr dr strange is lost his director oh, no. okay yeah i heard that, that, that. that happened yeah. a while scott, ago, didn't scott derrickson who did the last movie is not doing it but the possible director has me pretty jazzed oh it's Sam Raimi. Jane's Jazz. Oh, really? <laughs> no, Sam Raimi. Oh, no, no, that's good. That's interesting. Yeah. That's dope. Like, S- S- I just hate that they lost because the first no. Doctor Strange was so good. It was. Like, I would argue it's one of the best Marvel movies from the first set of movies. Sure. Yeah, it's in my top five for sure. Yeah. So it's just unfortunate. Yeah. But, but I mean, most of the se- Sam- most movie sequels are hard to, aren't that as good. It can be hard to follow. So what did Sam Raimi do? Well, he did the original Spider-Man movies. He did like Evil with... Dead. Okay. He did Drag Me to Hell. Okay. Um, he's he's known. I'm for, just terrible with names. So. He's known for being it's wacky nice. and weird and over the top, and he has superhero experience, and he helped make the superhero genre. So yeah. cool. this could be a pretty awesome outcome if he if he gets the gig. And apparently, they're getting one of the Rick and Morty writers as well to help mm-hmm. write the script. So oh. this could be a weird movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they kind of need to be with the the whole premise of the movie with the multiverse and all that. Like, it's yeah. gonna get weird. Yeah, it sounds like Marvel's getting very weird in general because they also announced this is some of the weirdest shit. They announced that Owen Wilson yes, is gonna be like in the in Loki it. show. Wait, he's gonna be cool. in the Loki show? Yes. All right. Wow. All right. All right. No, no, no that's, oh, nope, that's. I was gonna do a. Lo- everybody wow. has an Owen oh, no, Wilson it's, impersonation. It's a wow. Wow. Yeah, it's a wow. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that was good. You did a good one there for a split second. I appreciate it. Yeah. So he's going to be in the MCU. So Owen Wilson joining the MCU Sweet. is well, cool. pretty cool. I mean, sooner or later, every celebrity is going to be in it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's oh, inevitable. They're Disney running out of... They, they yeah. can't reuse characters. So we're going to get to the point where they're going to be like pulling yeah. D-list actors and being like, okay, so you're going to be um, the third rendition of Iron Man? Yeah. So here you go. Yeah. Go. In exactly. a different multiverse. Yeah. 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 I was going to talk about a couple other things, but it's not really that big of a deal. How about we just head into what's new with you? And what have you guys been watching lately? Why don't you go ahead, Matt? Let's let's start with you. Fine. So I've watched a couple things that have been on my list for a long time. Sure. And I'm so glad I watched them. Uh, John Wick 3, Parabellum. Nice. Came out last yeah. year. And, yeah. oh, it is such a fun movie. Like, it's just such a action-packed literally from the first couple minutes and i mean all the john wicks have been like that it was just action-packed non-stop i will say though i did not like this one as much as the first john wick really i just kind of felt some of the story was getting a little too ridiculous which i know you're supposed to like with a movie like this it's kind of you go in you suspend everything you think you know and then you go watch this ridiculous movie about this whole assassin guild that has giant shootouts in the middle of new york city and Saudi Arabia or wherever wherever they were sure. going, so it was fun. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's a they're they're ridiculous movies. They're just over the top and they're fun action and and they're 
the choreography is fantastic. Like they're just it's awesome to watch him be a badass. Right. And like some of his kills are just amazing. Oh. And so like one of my favorite scenes actually in the whole movie, he is in, near the beginning and he's out of ammo and out of guns and he's in this antique room full of guns and he spends like two minutes finding all the right pieces to make a sweet revolver. And yeah. I was literally sitting there watching. I was like, man, this reminds me of the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. When um, the bad literally sits there and like makes his own gun. And I was like, this is so cool. Because I would have never like pieced those two together. Yeah. Like that was something people actually used to do yeah. with guns. Except from the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. And I was like, this just blows my mind. It's it's an awesome movie. I, I don't know why you're talking about this. It just made me think about it. You talk about like casting. I mean, he is the perfect casted person for this role but who would have thought that well i mean i guess he did the matrix and he was a badass in that like he's a badass in real life and uh one of my favorite comic book movies constantine, constantine. yes sir yeah yes. God, i love it yeah it, it's still great matt and i watched that recently actually such randomly. a good movie yeah it is it's fantastic and but 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 think about this think about this for just a minute just some what if owen wilson was <laughs> What if, what if Owen Wilson was John Wick? I mean, like, yeah, like, what an inspired casting that would be. I it literally would... cannot see it. it set a different tone for the movie. I'm just, just trying to imagine Owen Wilson, Wilson being a total badass. Like, I imagine him just like, just like a little one liner. Everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> like after he kills someone, That's his one just yeah, just one word. It's not really one liners. I'd I'd be totally on board for for a sequel to John Wick. Just just Owen Wilson yeah. killing people. That'd be pretty. It's fun. John Wick. Yeah, <laughs> the discount version. <laughs> so Matt, anything else you saw? Oh, one other thing, Us, which came out in 2019. Yeah, it yeah. Was, I think it had a lot of really good reviews. It did. Well, it's Jordan Peele. Anything he touches, critics love. Yeah, um, I thought it was a, I thought it was a fun movie. I definitely appreciated some of their horror elements, mm-hmm. like. There was a little boy who like scuttles around in all four, Ugh, and the way boys. they did it made it really creepy. And then yeah. like the others kind of communicate in like clicks and grunts, and so they'll just like open their mouth from a distance and just will be like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and then you get a response from like across the lake, and you're like, oh, that's kind of interesting how they communicate. But then after it was all said and done, I was like, this feels like a movie that's been done before. Okay. You have um, The Body Snatchers, which is like a movie from the 70s, I think, Mm -hmm. which is such a similar concept. Sure. And I know he's bringing it forward and bringing it to a new new audience, which I can appreciate. But afterwards, I was just kind of like, eh, this didn't really have a story necessarily. There are certain things. Like one of the big things was that like these people that were like, born and bred and lived underground came above ground but their whole objective was to replace everybody be careful not if we have to spoiler alert i don't want to get too deep into uh-huh. this if people are well, I thought, sorry i thought that was like the whole okay. i thought that was understood <clears throat> well i mean we kind of do i didn't start out by saying that either yeah. which that's primarily for birds Your of prey fault. not other stuff well i'll just say it just it just seemed like the, the horror element was pretty cool and like a lot of things they did was pretty cool except when it got towards the end and then the end i was just kind of like this was actually kind of lame and i feel like they didn't explain as much as they could have or should have sure so i don't know yeah I it was kind of either. like eh at, after it was all over i, I find jordan pill stuff to be and general but we won't get on that rant we'll save it for when he has another <laughs> Ooh, movie to come man. out and i will lose my <laughs> shit i'm sure <laughs> so yeah I, i'm not a fan yeah so 
right, Chris. Chris, what you me. got, man? Um, well, well, also, I guess you can bring up what we yeah. all have been watching as yeah, well. Yeah, I assume you watched um, the Harley Quinn cartoon as well? Yeah. Okay. I've watched uh, six episodes, I think. Cool. How are you feeling about it? Um, It's all right. I just don't really dig DC stuff anymore. I remember watching Batman when I was a kid and the Superman stuff, and I used to love it. And now watching like the Harley Quinn show, I was just like, eh, I just don't really like it that much. I appreciate what they were doing because it's basically you know her building a team of rejects. And for those that don't know, there is a new Harley Quinn animated TV show on, of all places, the DC app. They have a paid app. It's like 5 or $6 a month, and you get just DC content, whether it be this new Harley Quinn animated show, Swamp Thing... Teen Titans. Titan. Well, it's just called Titan. Oh, just of Titan. all places, the the company that. Well, it is, but it's weird. Like most people, probably <laughs> that I, makes sense. It is, but I'd be willing to bet that ninety nine percent of people listening do not know that they have an app. Right. Yeah. No, I didn't know that they had an app. So yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of an odd thing, but we did. I I had the app and we watched some of the stuff. So I had these guys watch it with us doing this movie in preparation. I figured it might come back up when we're talking about the movie if there's any kind of comparisons it or will. things. Yeah, yeah, I figured I it, it will. will. I, I figured it would. I, I really dig the cartoon. I think it's fun. It's goofy. It's an interesting take. It has a lot to say. But uh, Chris, you were the one that was primarily talking about it. So I'm never primarily talking. <laughs> now, um, yeah, I I enjoyed it. It was a good. It was a good show. Yeah, I mean, it, they were pushing it as far. I mean, not pushing it, but I mean, they were pushing boundaries as far as it being like an an R-rated um, cartoon. So sure. they're like joining the ranks of. Well, there's not really very many. Well, I guess there are on like. Netflix and stuff, but and Rick and Morty. Well, that's not art rated. That's what I was gonna say, but it's in that genre of being yeah. more a deep adult themed cartoon show for sure. Yeah, uh, it had some good parts overall. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, really enjoyed the Poison Ivy character. Probably my favorite part. Yeah, Her she's really Frank. Neat. Yeah, um, the plant, the house yeah. plant. That's yeah. that's Poison Ivy's like BFF. <laughs> yeah, those were my favorite parts. I mean, overall, it was good. I enjoyed it. It was, yeah. Anything else you kind of uh, yeah outside uh, of that? Outside of that, I was I started watching this show. I haven't finished it yet, but uh, it's called Ragnarok, and it's on Netflix. I've heard of this, and it's Norwegian. Um, and I always, anytime it's a foreign film, I always turn on the actual language, so I have to have subtitles. Yeah, I just enjoy like the dubs are always so They're terrible. Usually pretty I bad. hate it with most movies like that or shows mm-hmm. and movies. Um. But it's good. It was. A, it's an interesting take on Norse mythology. It's modern day, um, right? Like mm-hmm. a yeah, modern exactly. day human being kind of and Ragnarok happening, I guess. Or right, yeah, leading up to Ragnarok. Well, I guess Ragnarok had happened or is happening. Yeah. So I'd say you probably recommend it then or check it out. Yeah, I would say check it out. It's got a really good soundtrack. Um, it's got M eighty three. It's got Young Mister multiple songs. Young Mister cool. Uh, and then the band that I'm gonna shout out at the end of this but yeah it's good interesting yeah check it out i mean it's it's obviously not as high tier as you know what you'd find in a, a higher budget production but sure. it's good it's well done nice yeah. anything else are you no i mean obviously we watched something we're going to talk about in two weeks yeah and we can go ahead and we'll shout it out now and then at the end of the episode too so two weeks from now we are actually going to do lock and key on netflix we're going to review that and talk about it but that will be in two weeks so that i'll give everybody plenty of time to watch it we've all been watching it we won't talk about it much now we'll just save that for then and actually my song is a shout out to lock and key so 
If you're done, I'll go ahead. And yep, I'm, I'm really going to kind of tear through my stuff pretty quick. I haven't told you guys, but I, would t- I watched Alita Battle Angel. That's on my list. It is. I was it, almost going to watch it today. It is on HBO Go, so it's easy to see. I don't know how I feel about this movie. <laughs> Uh, Alita's based off of an anime, and it's... Off a manga. Or manga, yeah, yeah, which is usually not my forte in general. I'm just not a big anime, manga. They just are usually too over-the-top and wacky and ridiculous for me, which this movie most definitely is. And it's directed by Robert Rodriguez, who is known for being wacky and weird and over-the-top. Weirdly enough, it's also... James Cameron had some hand in this. Oh, Jim Cameron. Like from, he actually did, or he it had, feels that way? No, he had some hand in this movie. Yeah. I don't know to what degree if he was just producing, or but he helped with this movie. And James Cameron's from Avatar and Titanic, Titanic. and the everything he wins, wins just, makes just those two <laughs> movies. Because it takes forever for him to make yeah, a movie. He's made other stuff, but I can't think of anything offhand. But he just makes boatloads of money. But I did watch that. It's wacky. It's Boat weird. loads because of Titanic. Yeah. Good pun. Good pun. I meant uh, that. I planned it. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. Planned that. I know. <laughs> that was a plan. <laughs> Suck that. Oh, God. Okay. That's it. <laughs> I've also... So we talked about Harley Quinn. I, I watched... I've been watching The Outsider, Stephen King's show on HBO. I'm not hearing a lot of buzz about this. That's part of why I wanted to talk about it. I would recommend people watch this show. It's pretty sweet. It is a slow burn. It's very dark. It feels a lot like True Detective Season 1. A lot like Season 1. And it's very grimy, dark, gritty, but it's starting to... We're at Episode 6 now, and it's starting to kind of show itself. It's about a series of murders, someone getting framed for a murder. I've read the book. This is a lot like the book, but there are some blanks filled in. And it's it's neat. I'd I'd recommend checking it out. It's it's pretty cool. But neither one of y'all have seen any of it, right? No, no. Nope. Your wife said we have to wait until she until she reads, reads it. the book or reads the book that it's prequel. I'm no, there's sure. only one. Yeah, we have to one. wait for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a book, and it's 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 a great book, and it it did really well. But I, I enjoyed the book, and I'm enjoying the show. So if you have read the book, I definitely say check out the show. So, we've covered what's new with you. Now, we're going to get to our favorite part of making our tomato score predictions for the film of the week. So, this is what we all think that Rotten Tomatoes is going to score, uh, the scores, how they're going to be for Birds of Prey, for the critics, and for the general audiences. Uh, Last time we started with Matt, we can go ahead and start with you, Matt. What do you think? How is this going to shake out? Okay. So, put a lot of thought into this. I think the critics are going to give it an 80%. And I think the fans, 70%. Wow. Okay. Chris seems very wow. surprised at yeah. this. <clears throat> that's, that's real high. I just Cheesy have a feeling. Feet. I don't know. I'll okay. be wrong. Um, I'm thinking the critics are going to give it a 51. Oh. Um, and okay. I would say uh, audience would be... 63 whoa so i'm calling it now chris uh, did not like this movie <laughs> well let's hear what Blaine yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't have anything to do with that okay i'm just going based off of people interesting so I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm a lot less confident in the consumer or the, the audience the audience one yeah just because if you're going to see this movie like you know what you're expecting sure like, you're going to see a superhero movie like yeah so, kind of anyways 
Okay, so... Let's see what the cheater did here. <laughs> I am not <laughs> cheating. And those of you that don't know, we are not looking at any reviews, any critic scores, any thoughts, any opinions. We're not even talking to each other about how we feel about these movies when we see them. And we are quite often going to see them together, which has made this entire process extremely painful. It's awkward silence it, yes, after just, the uh, We walk out of the movie and we're like, oh, mm, that was fun. Good day, All right, walk, later, bro. I ran out. I was like... <laughs> Bye, Chris. <laughs> well, when I go see movies with Chris, I run out too. It's usually that's too long in silence next to the creepy bastard. <laughs> Maybe I'm a mouth breather. Don't judge me. So, so I think this thing is gonna sit at around an 88 audience score, and by the critics, I'll go 10 less. I'll say 78. From okay. critics and an okay. and eighty eight from audiences, and I I, I this is another one that we picked two. Well, I say picked it's just how it things landed, but two very interesting movies to start this out with, and yeah. that we really like. We're talking about female driven, women leading, badass bitches kind of movies, Think about that. and <laughs> it's it's pretty interesting. So. I will say that last week did skew my perspective of what the critics are saying. Thinking. So since I have never before, prior to this even to make a learning curve for us, yeah, because I'm in like, the same boat. Like never got no to idea the what they actually videos, think. But... So every time I'm like start like tweaking my ideas, what the critics think. Well, and, and that's the thing at which they, they are. I find that they tend to be fairly predictable, but it usually tends to revolve around things that are either politically charged or very what I consider masturbatory, uh, which actually I thought last week's movie was a bit of that, of that, you know, the long, slow shots, very broody. That's why I actually thought it was going to do a good bit better. Like I felt like it was, it was art house. Like they liked the art house films and stuff. Yeah. We don't have to, we don't have to, you can just watch the last one or watch. I really, if you find out how to watch the last episode, you let me know because you have a camera in my home. (laughs) I'll never let you know. I'll I'll share it later. (laughs) And after we do this, what we do is we say who should and should not watch the movie. After this point, we will be getting into spoilers. So bail out if you haven't seen it or don't want to know spoilers. But at this point, who do you guys think should and should not be seeing this movie? Chris is pointing to me, so you want me to... Oh, no, no. I was just going to say also just a reminder that how we go about the format of the review is yeah. the based off the rating of the movie. So I don't, is this R? I think it's R. Yes, yes. Well, actually, it's the whole episode in general. I probably should just start announcing at the beginning of the episode, this episode is rated R. For mature audiences. For mature audiences Or immature audiences. It doesn't (laughs) really matter. Extremely (laughs) immature audiences. We make stupid jokes. Yeah, I, yeah, I, so this episode obviously has been rated R, which we're, we're classified as explicit on all the sites technically, but for children's movies and things of that sort, they will be rated G, PG, whatever, as far as how we conduct ourselves, (laughs) we will censor to the best of our ability on the kids episodes like next week, but we'll tell you guys what we are doing next week Later. later on. So who shouldn't, shouldn't see this movie, you guys? Um, okay. So I would say people who've liked Deadpool 2 might be a pretty good fan of this movie. Yeah. 
Uh, I think if you'd like, not necessarily origin, it's kind of an origin movie where she already has an origin, but she's trying to find herself. Yeah. So if you like movies about like self-growth. Yeah. But it's also gruesome <laughs> and funny and you like superheroes. Yeah. This movie that. is definitely rated R. Hard R. Hard R. Uh, it's, there's some pretty violent stuff in it. And I mean, I, I, so I've got a weird pull here. See what you guys think of it. I've got a, I've got a three, a three-way movie mashup here for what if you're into these. So Matt already hit on one. I'd just say Deadpool in general. If you're into Deadpool, also with a little bit of Scott Pilgrim peppered in there. Do you see any of that? Yeah, I, I guess some of the fights are reminiscent of Scott Pilgrim. I was thinking also the flavor, like the, the style, because this movie got style. It's, it's is it just because Ramona's in the movie? I mean, she is in this movie, but no. <laughs> so, so the third of this 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 threesome we've got is Boondock Saints. For some reason, this movie. What? Watch it again and think about Boondock Saints, and I'm telling you, you will. It's a weird pull. I, I know it, there is something about the vibe of this movie, like the revenge aspect of this movie, and her like trying to get her shit together and not actually knowing what she's doing. I could see that. Well, yeah, and and, and you've got like the cop aspect, and we don't want to go too much into what this movie is per se, but it. it at this point, but I, I, there there are things, and I can talk about it later. That I, it made me kind of think about that movie. It's a weird, yeah. weird comparison. And on the note of Rotten Tomatoes being bullshit, so I I did some looking last week. We talked about several older films, and this week we we just mentioned that movie as well. Boondock Saints is tanked on Rotten Tomatoes. It has really? a terrible score. What? And I don't know anyone that doesn't like that movie. Yeah. The, the score is terrible. So last week I also brought up Green Street Hooligans. You guys want to give me a guess of what the critic score of Green Street Hooligans is? Based on your face. I mean, it is. Yeah, it's a 47. <laughs> Still, like, that is brutally low. Yeah. And we brought up United States of Leland. Yeah. I looked that up as well. It's a 34. Jesus. Like, yeah, so like we said previously, we really disagree <laughs> with the critics we on do. most of our tastes. We do. And and to me, it's like both those movies, I don't know people that don't like yeah. any of, well, all three of these movies. Yeah. It's just a weird thing. I, I just kind of started looking these up because we brought them up and I was like, I wonder, wonder how that did. And these are all movies that got totally reamed. So Interesting. with that being said, I think you guys kind of got an idea of who should and shouldn't see this. Is there anything else we say as far as people that who really shouldn't see this movie? I, I like, who really should not don't go? need to contribute to it. No? No. I mean... I I didn't think about it as much as you guys did, but um, yeah, it's it's a superhero movie. So if you like superhero movies, I mean, kind of, but this isn't Captain America. You, you are not going. To, this is a very like, yeah. in my opinion, a pretty feminist movie. Like this is a sure. Uh, it's definitely a feminist movie. And yeah. So if you're into feminism and yeah. women power, women power, hundred percent see this and. I, I would say for the people that, because obviously there are people that that statement in general might rub the wrong way and be like, well, you know, I'm not on board with that movement or whatever. I mean, it's your right. Feel how you want. But I'll say this. It, as opposed to how I've seen things done of late, to me, this felt pretty tactfully handled for having that kind of mindset and that kind of flow and vibe and and. 
idealism strapped to it. it I thought it was pretty tactful. It wasn't forceful. It wasn't ramming these thoughts or ideas down your throat. It was just kind of organically, that's what it was. This was just badass women. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, spoilers ahead, as Matt says. Uh, we are going whole hog up into this thing. <laughs> Y'all ready? Okay. So does anybody? How do you guys? Who who wants to start this this train a rolling? I'm really curious as to where you guys sit with this thing. Do it up. Which I think I have an idea, especially based off some things that have been said already from everyone. I'll start off. So I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a lot of fun, and it was an action movie. It was it was well done. I loved Harley Quinn's fight style on it. Like she did this one really cheesy thing where she bounced a baseball bat. She was like 10 feet away from this other guy. She bounces a baseball bat off the ground and hits him in the face and like crushes his face in. Yeah. And I was like, that is awesome. That's exactly how I imagine Harley Quinn fighting. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. Now I will say, I feel like some of the characters are flat. Okay. Um, Some of the other prey or uh, birds of prey I felt were flat. Um, Specifically like, uh, who was it? Oh, the Huntress. I was about to say Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character. Yeah, her character was always like dark and mysterious. In the very end, it was just like I don't think I don't know if it was poor acting or it was just not written very well. It was just like oh, now this character is supposed to have some sort of. She was a very dry, very dry character, which Com- I didn't have mind, a lot because she was trying to like yeah. Batman, and it was supposed to be like dark and mysterious, and I got Batman vibe. And then the very end, she tried to be like kind of funny, and I was like, this is just weird. Was she, and she was she was supposed to be very kind of serious but come across as doofy and that is a hard line to ride because you have to play dry while also coming across as being funny to the audience but not being dumb or wacky or does well, that make that's sense the thing is, i feel no. like with a character no. like that <laughs> speaking of the previous roles her role as ramona yeah, was very in, dry in with scott like pilgrim. one-liners in scott pilgrim versus the world yeah. like so it's not something i i, I feel that that can kind of came down to the writing of that character sure I, I think she got fun. a little short shrift too. She just wasn't in the movie enough compared to all the other birds of prey. She was in yeah. it the least. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like she had, she didn't have very many lines to begin yeah. with. So, and I would have been fine with that, I guess, until the very end. And then I was just like, "This is weird." That they're all of a sudden the very end trying to be like, "Oh, this character has character," mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And we're going to change what the who this character is at the very end. I, it just felt weird to me. It felt when I left, I guess. Um, another thing. I, d- I did enjoy how like empowering it was to women mm-hmm. because it was like every character had beef with assholes. Yeah. My one thing I really disliked. So Harley Quinn's landlord was this really sweet <laughs> Asian man and she was just bragging about how he was so awesome. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden she goes, or he supposedly like turns on her and like sells out where she lives for no reason besides that he can open a new shop. And I'll just, I was like, what? Well, yeah, it's I like, is this, this is like so... a weird commentary against men or... Well, that's kind of where I was going general. with it, but then it was just like, you could take it as society in general, but I, yeah. I just didn't like... It didn't feel like did it fit his him. character. Because you're right, it didn't fit his character. He was a good dude. He was like, a good dude. He kept calling her his lotus flower. Mm-hmm. It was so sweet and nice. And you're like, okay, cool. Somebody cares about her. And then it was like, nope. Yeah. Nope. And just I was just like, okay, well, that was a little like unnecessary in my opinion Mm -hmm. actually so sydney saw this and she actually said the same thing about his character and felt that sydney's my wife but they these guys know this obviously sorry 
<laughs> hey man, we got to speak to the audience a little bit here. <laughs> I know that. Sydney, this random woman I hang out with. <laughs> the other Sydney, that's not my wife. Gotcha. Ooh, she's gonna but do yeah, that. she 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 agreed the same yeah. with, with that about him, and I actually didn't think about it the first time. I was just like, oh well, this kind of happened. And... Did they really build his character that much? No, like, he's in it for how like many a scenes minutes. was he in? Like, I didn't even it... remember him before oh, really? she was touting on him. Yeah, like... well, it just came across like he was such a sweet character when there weren't any other sweet characters. Sure, and it seemed like he was a genuine character. And then they're like, oh, no, he's not. He, he sold you out for some money to go open a new shop. Right. Which nothing was wrong with his shop. It got blown up. But it, I mean, it, it got blown up because he pulled, but, but that was because he sure. sold her sold out. Sold her out, yeah, which he didn't have to do. But right. I, I, I like twists like that. I don't... If it yeah, was all it just, just like, felt... That just didn't feel right. Sure. You and wanted then, a, a sweet old man to be a sweet old man. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. I can understand it. And then the last thing, I really appreciated the music choices in it. Yeah. Because the music choices really drove home. Some movies do it really well, some movies don't. But like this one did it well where the music kind of drove it all home. Like the points I feel like yeah. they're trying to get across. It, it did what Suicide Squad so wildly floundered. That giant pile of steaming shit suicide squad which is interesting because harley quinn comes from that movie but that movie tried to do that with the music but that movie just felt like the world's longest music video with just not good songs even in it like it was a trailer that lasted an hour and 30 minutes or however long it was The, the choices i've actually listened to the soundtrack since seeing the movie there's really good stuff on that, this movie okay not 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 suicide squad not suicide well, squad. well they, they did have a couple good songs for suicide they came out of it that that did who who's the band with the two guys this is literally a drummer and a singer oh, yeah All simon and garfunkel yep i know i'm singing it in my head and i can't mm-hmm. think of it oh well anyways we'll think about it about 30 minutes from now but yeah it just the music was handled really well i thought in this and it was funny See, wasn't it like a joan funny. wasn't it like a joan jet song or something that kicked up at the final fight scene see that's what i well i just have i've gotten sick of like those dark remixes of old songs no like it was that. the original no uh, during the fight scene in oh, during the fight during scene. the fight scene like, whenever they're like walking up to that place i don't know there's some i think it was an old song that was oh, like redone and like slowed down but no it's when, when they're fighting in the booby trap yeah, and it, when they're in there fighting, there's like a Joan Jett song or something that kicks up, and it didn't feel corny. Whereas, like in Captain Marvel, when they start playing the Gwen Stefani song, when the Gwen Stefani, and it's like it's just the most girl power song ever. But it was like <laughs> that's all but the words, and it was just too much, like mm. just too much. Yeah. But this movie, I thought, handled all that pretty well. One last thing, yeah. So, uh, uh, I think you say you pronounce your name Journey Smollett Bell, oh, Black Canary. Okay. Yes. So she actually sang yeah. her that one song, It's a, a Man's World, mm. and she killed it. I didn't actually yeah. realize that was her singing it, I and then I was talking about it with my wife afterwards, and we looked it up on Spotify, and sure enough, like it's credited to her, Yeah, and she killed it. And also, I think she was the best character in the movie. She was, and she is gorgeous. She is. She, she is. is a knockout. Between, dude, between her and Margot Robbie, it's just like these two, there is... These two women are too attractive to just have on the screen for this much time. Like it's just it's it's too much. So 
<laughs> but oh, a little side note. I was looking at her and I was like, what? that name is really familiar, Smollett. Well, that's uh, from yeah. that. Yeah, her her brother's th- yeah. the biggest dipshit in Hollywood. Right. So, yeah, that's a thing. Wait, but... in Hollywood? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was on that show. Yeah, well, yeah he's well, the he's one on from Empire that said that he, was, he staged his attack. Right. And, yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's Yeesh. well, and that's I, a funny thing. I'm glad she's still doing well, doing and things. this didn't drag her down. Yeah, like that Same. all that negative press didn't like prevent her from exactly. continuing. No, she did fantastic. I thought she was superb. Her acting was so good. She did. It, My biggest complaint about her, since we're on the topic, yeah, is just that they didn't utilize. Or like they saved it for the very end to actually have her use her ability. Her Which strength. I mean, that's that's cool. Like that was you know the movie's not about her specifically, but yeah, because she plays. Well, they don't even. I think they don't actually give her a superhero name, but she's she's Black Canary, and they do. They do, they do call her Black Canary. Yeah. yeah, that's her stage name. Yeah, I thought I didn't think they called her Black Canary. I thought they just called her like Canary or Bird. They, they say Little Bird, bird. Like, Little Bird. But I thought they like and there was one scene where they do. Call they might have Black Canary. But so that was Little Ant from the like, rest is like Little Bird. Yeah, well, and I, I actually did like like the flavor text that would pop up and. And just be really wacky and goofy and say, like, this is who this person is. This is why this person's mad at me. And it would, like, <laughs> shuffle through all the reasons that they were pissed mm-hmm. off at her. Yeah. And see, that's the Scott Pilgrim. Yes, that's the Scott Pilgrim. Portion of it, where you get that cartoony. And see, yeah. I appreciate that in this movie, that it was comic booky. Yeah. Because the original, so we talked about it earlier, but the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies yeah. were comic booky. They were. The old um, Fantastic Fours were comic booky. Yeah. And now if you watch these movies... Like all the Marvel movies, most of the DC movies, they don't really feel like they're comic booky. They're all yeah. dark. Yeah, all like yeah. that's why I think DC. Christopher Nolan started this thing. And I mean, I love Christopher Nolan, and his the second in the trilogy was absolutely fantastic. The first is pretty good. The third is hot trash of the Batman <laughs> movies, but those movies were good. But like, it just that dark gritty. Like it just, I'm so Martha, yeah. Why'd you say that name? <laughs> That's a very common mom. Martha. Martha. <laughs> this movie has gotten so far away from Martha that it's just, uh, oh, it's really. I'm happy for DC that they have gotten the hell away from all of that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yes, but so they haven't. I mean, well, yeah. We'll see with Wonder Woman, and, and yeah, I am curious to see in the. DC averse what the hell is happening because really now all that's left is Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey and I guess there's a Flash movie coming and who else I mean Wonder Woman yeah Wonder Woman that's and coming out that's soon, soon. that's we'll we'll probably be reviewing that and and there is Henry Cavill still regularly claiming that he's Superman so <laughs> we don't know but that whole universe in general when is Shazam yeah, and Sh- dude, Shazam was so good. That was a great. Movie. I it really love good. that movie. And so that's my thing is like DC for the past couple of years has gotten a good bit of hate, but I, I they're just so rightfully so. You know, I'm not saying it's not rightfully so, but I'll say like between this movie, which we'll see how this does in the long run. Now, I will admit I have seen articles that were a hundred percent unavoidable that have said that this. I, I'm not a cheater, but I have seen articles saying that this movie did not meet expectations for money. I do not know anything about critically how it set. Wow. I feel like when we saw the theater was full. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely yeah. So, well, uh, I've got a little n- nugget Foolish. on that as well. <laughs> Foolish. Yeah. I'll let Chris go ahead and talk. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you couldn't tell, I'm not a huge fan of DC as a whole. Um, Wonder Woman was good. Man of Steel was good. Yeah. Shazam was good. Yeah. Uh, but this movie was good. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Sweet. It was that makes me happy that both yeah. you guys like this movie. Because yeah. I will just go ahead and say now, I fucking love this movie. Really? I, really? I, I, I am shook at that. <laughs> I thought you were going to hate this. Yeah. Dude, like, we walked out and looked at each other and we're like, Blaine is going to hate this movie. No. I definitely felt and more I, so about Mike for that one. No, are but. you ready for this shit? I've seen it twice and it's been <laughs> out for three days. <laughs> I have wrong seen this movie oh, twice. Man, I was so wrong. I fucking Don't listen to my love opinion, this people. movie. Don't know it. <laughs> this like, movie, for some reason, is my jam. Okay. My jellies. All of it. Okay. It's all of it. Yeah. Rolled all into one. I just, I couldn't even hold it anymore. Obviously. I had to tell you guys how I felt. Oh, I've been holding shocked. it in for days. I, this I'm movie. I'm glad. I'm it was, glad. dude. I love this movie. We, I got out and I was, I want to go see this again. Last night we were hanging out and I just looked at Sydney and I was like. Can we just go? Like, can we just call a family member, get them to keep the kids? Let's go. I really want you to see this movie, and I really just want to see it again. It, it was so wow. good. I totally hijacked your review, but I, I, I'm used <laughs> to it. I just I can't hold it in anymore. I I know. I love this movie. You waited until it was my turn. I did. I waited until it was your turn because you as you constantly say, you're not <laughs> internally combusted. I could not hold this shit in anymore. I could this this whole waiting and not talking about things is killing me. And what makes it even <laughs> worse first in the future is long. not now no, no one knows this can't. and okay. and he's listening. He's listening, but Michael, our dear friend Michael, went to see this movie with I me. I figured mm-hmm. he didn't like it. Guys, he didn't just he didn't just not like this movie. Are you ready for this? <laughs> no one's ready for this. So we talk about how much Chris hates Pacific Rim. Well, also in hating Pacific Rim, Mike hates Pacific Rim, okay? Yeah. He I, he hates Pacific We're Rim brothers. more than... Yeah, they're brothers. But Mike hates a lot more things than Chris it's does. True. But we got out of the movie. or We weren't even out. He looked over at me and he goes, I hated that so much and i'm just grinning from ear to ear and i'm like i think it's the best thing i've seen in like i don't know how long and he goes he goes i hated that so much that i am willing to go and watch pacific rim every week for the rest of my life before i ever see this movie again no way i kid you not so bizarre to me I was just like, oh, I didn't even know. So you were talking about the scene when Black Canary screams. Yeah. She blows all the dudes away. And it's just like this moment. Like when when Sydney saw it, she was all about it. Like her jaw was hanging down. She was not yeah. expecting it. She did not know who that character was. Mm. She was just like, this chick is a badass. She just fucked up everybody in sight. And she loved it. And Mike, in the movie theater... <laughs> throws his hands up in the air as high as he can and just goes what (laughs) Uh, we got out i said that was my favorite part of the movie was watching you get so riled up by her having superpowers yeah he just did not know what to do with himself at that point but uh, yeah, I just had to tell. I've been holding this in for so long, mm. you guys. I could not contain it anymore. Chris, please give us your review, <laughs> and then I will gush about this movie for a little oh, bit. Oh wow! Okay, that's very surprising. But yeah. <clears throat> I mean, not surprising for Mike. No, well, no, I mean no. that's a little excessive, but a little, mm. uh, very excessive. Uh, yeah. Uh, the first thing that stuck out was, um, especially since we just watched the Harley Quinn animated show. Animated show, yes. Yeah. 
And even between the show and this movie, they changed her origin, origin story. Yeah. I was like, what? What? Wait, what? DC like, has absolutely... They give zero <laughs> shits about continuity. Either your dad put you in a shit ton of foster care and tried to get rid of you, or he's an abusive gambler yeah. that... Sold her for a case of beer. jail. Like, which one is it? Like... It, it does, That's the uh, problem with DC. Yeah. There's no continuity. They At don't least care. Marvel is like, we're trying to keep everything together. So if and you watch together. any one movie, it is going to somehow tie in at some point to something else. Yeah. And be cohesive. Yeah, and DC's just kind of all over the place with their continuity. Which which I'll, I'll say, I mean, it didn't bother me terribly. I was just kind of like, what? what? Oh, no, it didn't You had this me, brand new like, show that was clearly yeah. created at the same time that this movie was created. Exactly. Why not just give the characters the same yeah, origin? Just a quick phone call and be like, hey... You know yeah. that part where you animated the movie and just had Harley Quinn talking behind it? Yeah. Just change the animation so it's the same thing as this yeah. story. I really did like the animated opener, though. It was really cute and wacky yeah. and goofy and just fun. Yeah. It would have been interesting if they used the animation from the show, though. Also, they could have. Yeah, they could have. They could have done it all. And they didn't even reference any of the, like, the other characters from the show. The cartoon? No. Like, yeah. I would have loved Ivy, I know. I know this was like a women empowering movie. Yeah. And then the show, her, her posse there's only one woman in it yeah which that show is very female empowerment as well and yeah. it's very much about her escaping joker's oppressive hold on her just like this movie was decolory yeah yeah <laughs> i was like what is decolory <laughs> this decolory you speak of i know oh, decolory decolory yes, yes. i mean no it's one long word decolory decolory yes mm-hmm. <laughs> matt had something to say and then we decolored him <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that the show also has its own little platform where it is all about the rejects. Mm-hmm. So I, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And I mean, the, the movie did the same thing where a lot it of these was. people were not necessarily rejects, but definitely like the downtrodden. Yeah. And so it's, it's nice. I appreciate that continuity. Sure. And it did go like totally different directions with how she built a crew and all that. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And did y'all happen to notice... Or did a name pop out of any of the characters as far as a future DC character to you in any way? Did you happen to catch that in the movie? You mean yeah. aside from Huntress and Black Canary? Yeah. Cassandra Kane. Cassandra Kane. Yeah, the young girl that was in the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. The pickpocket. Yeah. So that becomes Batgirl. Interesting. Oh, interesting. That's Batgirl. Really? Not yeah. that we believe in continuity, so I'll never. Nothing will come from sure. that. But <laughs> I mean, literally. Cool. They, I mean, they could technically, especially with the way that they ended this movie and what they're doing with her character, they could, if th- this movie warrants a sequel, you know, they could do some cool stuff with her becoming Batgirl and yeah. maybe with her connection to Harley and the fact that she's actually getting trained by Harley now. Like, that's a pretty wild take it's pretty cool that i thought that was pretty interesting that they yeah. kind of stuck her character in there as part of that See, I'd, i would have never guessed what batgirl's name was. yeah well and that's one of the batgirls it's not because yeah, there's multiple yeah. man batman goes through some kids he does because like... he kills them he gets <laughs> them killed or turns them into insane people batman is a terrible person oh, in batman's reality a dickhead yeah He's, he's talk about decolory, <laughs> but but it's decolory. De, ah, okay, that's okay. a disease. <laughs> the disease of decolory. Yeah. Oh, it's my turn. Yeah, you're still back you're still to me. Here. Um, I honestly, my least favorite character in that show was the cop. There yes. is something about Her. that actress. Yes, 
And like, no offense to her, she probably is a really good person, mm-hmm. but I feel like I've seen her in another movie. She was in Pineapple, Pineapple Express, Express paint the exact same role. character. Oh my god, she was the exact just, oh. same she just character. Like, rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. I don't know what what it is about her or the characters that she plays. I just yeah did not care for it. Uh, Ewan McGregor did a great job. Yeah, I loved his role Dude. in that. Oh, it gave me the feels. His acting, uh-huh. like I love it. Was so creepy. Yes. Dude, yeah. he's so creepy. Yeah, I, like I mean, mentally it, unstable. Dude, for sure. Yeah. That that character had so many layers and so much depth, and he and killed he, it. He killed it. I, I mean, I was him. like, I was like, this is not the type of thing that that is not the type of role that gets awards. But I, right. give this man an award. He the scene <laughs> where he is talking about having all of the there was like a lot of masks and different like African culture things, and he had the shrunken oh, yeah. heads. And he's like, come yeah. over here and. Check out these little shrunken heads that I have in here. Yeah. Look at it. Look at their cute little ears and this hair. And <laughs> now they're just an ornament in my house. Ew. <laughs> just like Jesus. It was so good. This is so dark. That was, he was my favorite part of the movie for sure. Yeah. Um, I actually see. I actually enjoyed the Huntress. I did like, too. I, I I like because I mean like the whole movie in my mind was just goofy. It like, was. There. It was very comic booky, and that it was just like. It was just whatever. Like it was just a fun time. It was wacky, and yeah. it was, but it was very self-aware. It, it was. knew that it was stupid, and it was proud of being stupid. Right. But at the same time, a level of intelligence in there, like <laughs> underlying, and I can get into it more when I talk. But more than no, I'm just, I'm agreeing with you. Oh, you are. Yeah, it no, was, it was a, definitely. It was well done. I liked it. Yeah. Um. Again, it's it's a very in my mind, like it's a comic book movie. Yeah. But it was it was a well done comic book movie. Again, I don't like care for DC that much, but it was definitely sure. one of the better ones by far. Um, story was fairly predictable as far as the outcome goes. Yeah, like I mean, it was very standard. They save the that. day, they win they, exactly. But that didn't really bother me. I didn't feel like yeah, that was I'm, again. These are it's not like something that I hate about the movie. It's just sure, pointing yeah. out that what didn't yeah. make it stand out in my mind. Yeah. Like, it was, if they had done something, it, no characters died. Like right. honestly, if that cop character had died, what if characters never die though in comic book movies? Well, like, but, look at DC; they always go to Arkham or they go insane or yeah, something true. like that. They never die. Oh, they do die. Yeah, Black Mask is dead AF, <laughs> and Zaz, and because I don't think Zaz is dead. Was isn't he a reoccurring villain? Oh, he's he's a, he's not just like a he's. He's kind because of a he's between in, a B and an A list Batman villain. Yeah, he's he's a, he's say, a serial I thought killer. I recognize him from the Batman games. Yeah, yeah. Victor Zaz is a pretty big Batman character. Which is the dude with all the scars on him. Yes, because yeah, he dude, marks himself each time he kills somebody. He was awesome too. He did a good job. Do you guys think they're gay? To get like, oh, yes. I think in Zaz the show? was gay for him. Do, do, do you think him and Black Mask, Black Mask and Zaz are gay? Yeah, I could see that together. Sure. Oh, well, maybe not. That. Maybe not actively. It hasn't happened, but there's a, you know, an oh, there's definitely there. sexual tension. There's right so, there's some like yeah. serious sexual tension, especially I from Zaz. I think it was Zaz. I don't think it was uh, the Black Mask. I don't know. I think the Black Black Mask was just his individual. He's just himself. Yeah. And then see, Zaz was like, "Ooh, boy, I see you. Yeah. I'm gonna do everything you said." <laughs> I would go the opposite with that. I feel like Black Mask was. <laughs> How do we get on the subject? Anyways, I feel like he would be the gay one, and Zaz would. I could pick up just as this, this is another point I was going to bring up. But Zaz was like a he was the mastermind, really. Like I feel like yeah. he was the one that was controlling Black Mask yeah. behind the scenes. Like he was the one that was him. like, yeah, he was goading him or calming him down yeah. and like handling everything. And yeah, like, 
He was they, the one that was running. They had everything. such like an intimate relationship, yeah. though. I loved it. It was, it. was really good, really, really weird, and kind of creepy. And 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 the fact one of the things that I was I noticed is that Black Mask is insane. I mean, without a doubt, he's mm-hmm. nuts. The dude is unstable. So is Zaz. But the interesting thing is that Black Mask comes across as you know he's the guy that peels people's faces off. I mean, they literally peel people's faces off Except in this for movie. Zaz doing the peeling. Well, exactly. So that's the thing. It, he even carries. Black Mask carries around his face peeler knife, and he doesn't do it. He's just like, I'm going to peel what your face up, up, everybody. Zaz, I'm going to sit yeah. All right, Zaz, let's, let's, let's do this. Start peeling faces. You never really saw him get his hands dirty. No, he doesn't. because he's in agoraphobia. Yeah. Agoraphobic. Oh, yes, yes. I think so as yeah. well. Yeah. It, it, both those characters together, I thought that these two villains, and I mean especially Black Mask, but them even as a pairing, I thought that they were some of the most memorable superhero villains that I've seen in a superhero movie in a long time outside of Thanos or there was something else recently that there was a really good one but the superhero villains are lacking in quality so this is what I've been saying about DC or specifically Batman villains he has a lot of awesome villains yeah and for whatever reason they keep being like oh let's do the same three let's or four Joker over and over and over again mm-hmm. i'm like come on people he has other villains like there are Mr. other freeze yeah cool. <laughs> there's just like so many other interesting characters that they could branch out and work with yeah oh batman has the best rogues gallery and like the deepest back catalog of villains ranging from f-list to a-list just all the spectrum he has the best villains and i felt like in this they really hit on something with zaz and black mask yeah. even though batman wasn't even anywhere to be seen in this movie jessica jones is that what you're thinking of that is a good one that's i actually really didn't good think about villain that. in that i don't yeah. know that's not that's marvel though that's yeah marvel, it is yeah. marvel no there was a big screen movie that had a really good villain recently and it's just not clicking with me on what it was jake gyllenhaal Yes, that's it. Mysterio. Even I haven't seen it yet. So you haven't talk seen about it yet. I won't I talk about seen it. it still. Neither one of y'all. Y'all still need to see that. Y'all need to Quite see it, five. especially for being Marvel fans. That movie's really good. Yeah. But he's and a, I'm a Jake Gyllenhaal fan. And so. Gyllenhaal is quality. Nice. He is doing Ewan McGregor stuff in that level of that's quality impressive. in that okay. movie. It's okay. very good. Uh, granted, I think Ewan McGregor's in this was better, but Ewan McGregor is chewing the hell out of every scene he's in in this yeah. movie. He kills it in. Basically every movie I've ever seen him in. Yeah, he's. I'm ready for for a full blown Obi Wan movie. You and a McGregor Sans, a McGregor Sans. I'm ready for a McGregor Sans. <laughs> I'm calling. It's gonna for start it. with Kenobi. Yeah. Well, I mean, he just had this. He also recently had the horror movie, the sequel to The Shining, and it did really well. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was the main character in that. I heard he was very good. So that's two. Yeah. It's the beginning. Yeah, it's I'm calling beginning. it now. The McGregor Sans is brewing. Yeah. Which, speaking of the Obi Wan show, though, it did get delayed. They straight up stopped in the middle of it. Mm. It's recently, so there's some weird mm. production stuff going on mm. there. It sucks. Anything else you want to say, though, Chris? Uh, oh, just the last thing is uh, the fight scenes were fantastic. Oh, so, so well good. done. Again, I will always give credit to any director editor that doesn't chop up chop the uh, fight scenes. Yeah, like, it was. There was multiple long scenes. Yeah. And it was really well done, choreographed, and also okay. The last last thing I'll say, <laughs> <laughs> the last, last, is, last um, Margot Robbie Dude, killed it. She's I a love, genius. Like the whenever she went back to her parents, yeah, and like she brought out her accent. Yeah, like for the rest of the movie, like she, yeah. it's very toned down. But just like in real life, 
and people go back to their family. Yeah. And her accent comes out stronger. Yeah. This is like little subtle things that she did. It's super smart yeah. and very well directed and her just her delivery and doing that. I thought about it too because it's true. It's like I'll get around my family and instantly I'm just like, hey y'all, we're yeah. going to go and go get some grits <laughs> and we can go climb a tree and hop in the creek real quick. Exactly. <laughs> it just happens like instantly. Yeah. I'm just like, Jesus. And it does. And she did it. Yeah. She just she, she nailed it. The accent kind of yeah. changed. And the fight scenes, like she did some like very, very aerobatic stuff. Like she was doing... I think a lot of, or if not all of her stunts. That she does have a stunt woman that yeah. that does. Uh, but I, I noticed that her face was in a lot of scenes. It yeah. wasn't someone else's face. Right. I don't know to what degree between the two of them, but they both did superb work. The, yeah. the fight choreography and, and the action in this movie was just yeah. visceral and brutal. And when mm-hmm. something hits, it is just a freaking thud. Yeah. Like very comic book so many legs breaking so backwards many. just so mad the one dude's leg breaks backwards in two different directions <laughs> it goes one way and then it goes the other way and then or back he just the like way. jumps on the guy's legs that are <gasps> out on the table and just snaps them both in half yeah and, she's like, oh. and, and what was so great is every time she just beats the hell out of somebody she's just like <laughs> she's just like what's wrong with this i'm having so much fun here yeah. <laughs> and, it just... and then my biggest issue Okay. Biggest issue? Yeah. Continuity error. Yeah. Whenever she's driving the truck into the plant. Yeah. She uses her boot yeah. to hold down to the hold. pedal. Yeah. She walks away, she's got a boot back. No, she, no, doesn't. she doesn't. No, she There's doesn't. Like a point of her not no. having her boot what? on. No. I literally look. She has a no. glittery sock. No, she has a glittery sock that looks like a boot. Yeah, no. no. Actually, am I dumb? Yes, yeah. you're dumb. Okay. Uh, yeah. At the I end. I swear, I specifically looked at scene, it and I was like, she's got high heels no, on both feet. No, there's a scene actually not long after that where she's walking down the street and it focuses on her walking with it's only one shoe on. she her sandwich. Yeah. I mean, directly after Oh, no, but no, she steps out and she's limping because she's missing a boot. She's wearing a high heel on one. She's walking away from the explosion. I've seen it twice. I mean, (laughs) I know that. I I look for that exact thing also because I'm a sucker for like looking for those kind of continuity issues. I am very well known for being dumb, so (laughs) it's a possibility. (laughs) The notoriously ignorant Chris Gals strikes again. I was just trying to be funny. (laughs) No, now I no you did you did catch on something though. Mm. Oh, is there a continuity area? No, I was just she. That scene happened, and I'm like, she could drive a semi truck. Oh like, yeah, I did. I was like, Blaine's gonna be like, yeah. not everybody can drive a semi. Yeah, not everybody can drive a semi truck. Is not driving a stick shift. New ones are very easy though, or easier. Easier, but yeah, Just I was. New which hey, who knows? Hey, maybe let's get into depth talking about semis. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather not. That is not a high point for me. But I think that she. Yeah, maybe she did something for Joker. Maybe she'd been driving some semis oh, yeah. for Joker. Who knows? Well, but if you watch any like cartoon, especially like Batman, specifically comes to mind. I don't know if it's because of the movie or whatever. They're always jumping in trucks and just taking off. And yeah, them. they are. Like, and I know it's cartoons and all that. Yeah, you, you don't think about something like that, but yeah, I feel like it's almost very comic booky of them. Yeah, it, it was. It was. So you're. Oh yeah, I'm done. Okay, well, I'm not going to go too long with it. I know I've talked a lot throughout both of you guys, so. I will say... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I plan to interrupt at least twice. Please, interrupt me. I would love for you to interrupt me. I will say huge shout out to, to Kathy Yan, who directed this, who has done basically nothing else. Really? My girl came out of nowhere. She's done like one other film, I think, and then she releases this, and it is... She destroyed. Like, it, just the style, the flavor, the... How good the action scenes were... 
it was just very well directed and uh for somebody that doesn't have a huge back catalog she killed it and so did you guys notice that harley only killed bad guys well yeah she didn't she make a point of like she pointed out oh never mind i'm thinking of the cartoon yeah just kidding yeah yeah, I know. They, they kind of are blending together after yeah. watching both of them. Yeah, so the scene with the police station that's so awesome, yeah. where she comes in there it's and all just... all less than lethal stuff. Yeah, it's all mm. beanbags and glitter, and <laughs> she's just glitter blasting people in the face and using the beanbag guns. And she does So she doesn't kill any police. But then following up later when she's fighting the actual bad guys in the police station, she's breaking legs and she does shoot the one dude in the head. So she kills bad guys, but I liked that, that like they kept her a hero. She is, and and I said when I got out, I was like, this is the hero that women deserve for real. Like I mean, what, like yeah. maybe from my perspective, I'm not a woman, but which right. there was a song that kept playing called I think it's called like Bad Bitch, and I left the movie and I was like, I want to be a bad bitch. <laughs> she, I I wish I was a bad bitch because this movie made me feel like a bad bitch. <laughs> this is this is awesome. It it I really it's super awesome for women to have this hero now. She's she's awesome. She yeah, just I it. It, it, but I, I like that they left her a hero. I mean, she kind of is a, a little bit of a villainess, and she's well, she's a, she, like a chaotic hero. Yeah, she, yeah. or anti-hero, more of a Punisher esque yeah. type of a, I guess you could classify, or like Deadpool. But Deadpool kind of cares even less, I think. I actually think I like this movie better than Deadpool, guys. Wow. The first Deadpool? I don't know. Because I, I would agree with the second Deadpool. Yeah. I, I think the first Deadpool. Deadpool was probably on par or a little better. Yeah. It, it, but I, I was I was impressed. I was not expecting to like this more than Deadpool by any means. I wasn't expecting to like this as much as I did. Right. I thought it'd be fun. Well, I have very low expectations for DC movies, so. Yeah, well, you have to. It's probably the best way to be. <laughs> it yeah. is. Well, especially after, for me, I know Matt liked it, but God, after Aquaman, I wanted to shoot myself. I still haven't seen it. I hated that movie <laughs> so much. It was so dumb. It was so, so dumb. It was another very comic booky kind of movie where I just constantly was like, yep, this is a comic book. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a comic booky. That was ridiculous and cheesy, just yeah. like a comic book. Yeah, so uh, we've talked about most of the stuff. I mean, like I said, this movie's got style. There's just some fantastic stuff with color. There's moments when light is reflecting off the street, and it's like bright pink or or purple. There's the explosions when she blows up Ace Chemical. Everything is just very colorful and vivid. This movie's just bright well, like, and even poppy. Then, so just to jump in, yeah, no, did you can. notice like it was mostly... Joker's colors and her colors. Yeah, it was pink, red, blue, and purple. Yeah, for the most part, there was argyle, a lot of argyle, and it was a lot of like, uh, oh, I can't think of the word, but it was a symbolism. Yeah, for their relationship. I mean, she even sure. said it. I was like, "This is the ending of my relationship," but then yeah. they did it also with the colors. Like, sure. this was them going up in smoke. Yeah, it was, and they they just they tied all those elements in so well. I thought it was really just really cool. And the I, I think, and we talk about critics and how they think, and I re, I'm not quite sure where this is going to sit. I think it's going to do better, honestly, critically, because I mean, it did, the inclusion in this movie, there was they like I said, they were not bludgeoning anybody over the head with it. They weren't like walking in on a scene and being like, "I am a black man, I am an Asian woman, and I'm here." You know, I'm right. and we've seen so many things doing that lately that it's just obnoxious. But in this, there were characters of every race gender sexual preference because uh, i don't know if you caught it, it was very subtle but the cop she was actually a lesbian because yeah. the her the, wife is the, oh, it was not wasn't a wife his girlfriend it's her ex-wife was it ex-wife yeah because the i boss thought it was ex-girlfriend 
Uh, oh, you could be right. Again, I'm dumb, it's you, so but it's probably I'm wrong. pretty sure it was ex-wife. <laughs> it might be. Yeah. But yeah, that was the the yeah, I mean, DA. That was a, DA. That was the DA. Yeah. Assistant DA. And I'm yeah, betting assistant. the DA was Harvey Dent. <laughs> it, oh! Ooh. They didn't say it. But Ooh. I was instantly like, oh, say, obviously Harvey I Dent. I didn't think about that. I didn't catch any other Easter eggs as far as DC Easter eggs, really, that were big that stood out. But that's an interesting one. I wonder if that's the case. Yeah. So all I was getting at was there is a lot of what people are hemming and hawing and screaming about nowadays, which is inclusion. And I thought there was a lot of it without any forceful... Sure. over the top you know call out to it and even kind of how we were talking about zaz and black mass relationship so too i thought that that was awesome and it wasn't so yeah so interestingly so, i did not expect to hear you say that yeah because how they portrayed that particular character and yeah. how all the other police male police officers treated yeah. her like crap yeah and i felt that was very in your face that it was, was the only time but like those cops were assholes oh, they and were. they were very like in your face like we are asshole cops and we don't like you and it really came across like we don't like you because you're a woman yeah and it I, it was that it didn't bother me that way it was kind of whatever and and they did do the whole thing of a man took her job that she was up took for, credit for took credit for but and i was just like i was gonna start the drum roll i was waiting i was like here comes the straight white man here he comes the straight white man took her job and then it wasn't and i was like oh how about that? Because it just always is. It always is. Right. And which that's probably gonna. I'm sorry, guys. That probably you pissed off some people. Everybody. Yes, I know. <laughs> Triggered. You poor straight white. <laughs> I'm a. <laughs> I'm having a pity party for you. Listen, I am wallowing in my straight whiteness right now. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was neat, and I thought it was handled pretty well. And I, I don't want to. We talked about this a lot, and I I really wasn't expecting all this. I was. Really wondering if Chris was not going to like this movie just because of how Mike was. <laughs> oh, I mean, we're not the same people. But... You're not. I mean, you're both dumb and. Yep. Don't like Pacific <laughs> Come on. Rim. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Don't like Pacific no. Rim. So obviously, you can't trust your opinion. Yeah. If you don't like Pacific Rim, well, again, granted, on your bio on the website, it, it does say it. you love it, so you probably do. It's okay. Um, no, but there. That's my gripe with Pacific Rim <laughs> is. It, like I said, it's the 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 writing, the dialogue. Like it's so poorly done in the story. Yeah. Like oh, we're not again. We don't need to get back into it. Sure. But this movie Doesn't had have all the same of shortcomings. Right. Like it was. It was really well done. It was, it was. Well written. I thought it was well was written. Really was, well acted. Like the one thing that Mike said to me when he got out of the movie, and it's obviously it's the only person that I've talked to that didn't like it. Sydney liked it a whole lot as well. Yeah. So the, you guys are the only ones I've talked to, but Mike said he hated the writing. He said it was extremely poorly written. I was like, <laughs> I, I'm curious if critics are going to say this because I did not get it at all. And I think that some of it is just a, it's just not your shtick. Like this was, you have to have a shtick for this. It's a wacky, weird, over the top, sure. very self-aware. And maybe that's just not his right. cup of tea. And so it comes across as bad writing when maybe it's not bad writing. It's just that you don't enjoy these type of You movies. don't enjoy that type yeah, of movie. Which is fine. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's, like, this, again, is very similar to the last movie we did where I feel I'm very neutral. Like, it's not mind-blowing in any way. I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, so it's always, it's going to be a thumbs up for me, obviously. So, like, yeah. it's it's good. It's well done. I enjoyed it. But it's not, like, mind-blowing. It didn't do anything new, you know. Uh, I think it did a little bit for women superheroes. I mean, we haven't had a, a like, I honestly think it did more than Wonder Woman did. I do too. 
It this and Marvel barely has any. Yeah, I mean they've got Captain Marvel, which I liked Captain Marvel. I know you didn't like it that much. Uh, I or, thought it was alright. I guess lukewarm on it, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I, I this did compared to all the other female superhero movies that have come out over the past. I mean, I, I liked it more than Captain Marvel for sure. Yeah, it just it was just she was just awesome, I, and just the role of Harley Quinn and the rest of these women too. They were all just really cool. Yeah, it was a fun fun movie. So well, now that we're at the spot, I say we go ahead and we get our tomato score reveal. Let's do it. This is where I feel like we should have like a little bumper that's just like. Spark! So that's that's our bumper. I also feel we need the air horn, like. So David, our humble office maid, can you please turn the screen and let us see what this scored? I can't wait. I hope it's as good as last time's. Let's. See. Oh wow! Oh oh oh! We we did it! What? That is so high! I'm amazing! Yeah. I'm am- <laughs> I don't know who was closer. I said eighty percent for something. You you might have. All right, David. Can I see the the scores here? What did we say? So, guys, if you're looking along with us, we are sitting at an eighty percent by critics and an eighty-one by general audiences. It's really close. So let's see. I said a seventy-eight by critics and an eighty-eight by general audience. So you're really close I- with the. Yeah, critics. I was really close with the critics and pretty fairly close. pretty close. close with the other. Chris, you were uh, just – there is – I can't even call any of this close. This is just a terrible guess. This is don't take this to Vegas. Do not take this to Vegas. Hey. Chris guessed a 51% from critics and a 63 from general audiences. So way, way off. Matt, you hit it dead on daddy wait right yes 80 80 percent for critics and 80 percent for critics Ah, well it's not dead on 81 oh oh, no no no. he didn't hit it for both no but he he hit it for for critics he 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 was he was a good bit off on Mm, general audiences it's not perfect still kind of feel bad about that yeah you should best yet so (laughs) (laughs) you you were the the most spot on yeah he hit spot on for an 80 percent from critics but he gets to 70 percent from so i'd say overall I'm probably still the winner. What? I'm probably the closest. On, I mean, Wait, in this counting? kind of math, you... dead on means nothing and two very close <laughs> guesses. Uh, <laughs> at least Matt didn't cheat, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, you know, so after seeing these scores, usually you see a pretty direct correlation where if the critic number is bad, then the movie usually will do bad. Unless it's a well-known property or something popular. The fact that this movie is not making a lot of money is kind of shocking being that we're sitting at two 80s. I'm actually really surprised. I feel a lot of people were going to be out there watching this movie. I think it might have a long tail. What I think is going to happen potentially is that it has good word of mouth after Mm. this opening weekend... And with these, both these numbers being high, I think there's a chance that follow-up weekends, there's not a whole lot coming out. We've got Sonic next week. This is in the adult category. Right. You can't really compare the two. Because, I mean, most people without kids, I feel like, aren't going to go see Sonic. Even if they're a fan of the game, I don't think they're going to go see Sonic. It's Valentine's Day weekend with this movie having good buzz. You might get people going on date nights, going to see Birds of Prey. Oh, yeah. Because I I don't think a date's going to go see Sonic. No. I mean, Chris, that would probably be a movie Chris would take a date to. <laughs> That's his level of class. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think we even really need to delve much into these scores. No, I right. think I, I'm pretty comfortable with we, these scores. We actually agree. Good, we with agree them. with the critics. I feel, I feel like that's very accurate yeah. for once. We are critics who agree with the critics. Oh actually, but I, which 
obviously we know that this number isn't from a single person or a single this is just 80 percent of people liking it but i mean i would i would love to see it at an even higher score but i'm definitely happy with an 80 percent yeah how many people so we're looking at 295 people from critics and 6382 people from the general audience so i'd be curious as to what our numbers were last week for the rhythm section they were way i know lower. it was a lot less audience I can't yeah remember about the it was critics. a way lower critics which is surprising well. though the rhythm section was definitely one of those movies that probably a lot of people are not going to go see yeah no it, but this which still i feel like 295 is still a little low i think it could be in more like three four hundreds or so but uh, maybe critics set this one out thinking that it wasn't going to be that good or just being disappointed with DC over the years. And it might just be DC's reputation, honestly, that is hurting this movie up till now. Yeah, and honestly, especially since there's such a direct correlation between this and uh, Suicide Squad. Like, obviously, this is where her character makes her first appearance. Yeah, and, and everybody and knows that Suicide Squad oh. is not a good movie. Oh, I was going to say, <clears throat> it was a fun movie, though. Well, I'll defend this movie a little bit. I thought it was a fun movie. All right, you're up. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Just get the hell off the couch. There were certain things I did not like, but it was overall a fun movie. So yeah. I, I will say that. And I did like a lot of the characters because it was a movie where they did exactly what I said, where they were like, oh, well, here's a bunch of characters that don't really get utilized in the Batman verse. Yeah. And we're going to make a movie and we're going to kind of include all these lesser known characters, which was pretty cool. I'll uh, use the word include yeah. loosely with yeah. that movie. Included as much they as made any it. character was in the movie. Th- that was a yeah. Matt ass movie. So if anybody <laughs> wants to know why Matt is on this podcast, we talk about, we bring Matt into like the doo-doo. This is the doo-doo. To really tell it how it is, people. This is Matt's doo-doo moment. And <laughs> Wake up, sheeple. Wake up. Get your cans. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, on that <laughs> note, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to let you know what we are, the songs that we are sending you off with. So we do send off songs every week. All of us are pretty big movie fans, and we're starting to kind of pull together one song a week and send you guys off with them. I'll go ahead and start it. We're pretty big music fans now. You said movies. But... Oh, well, we're so movie we're both, fans and music are. fans. Yeah, we're both. No, we actually hate movies. That's yeah. why we're doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we, we're all pretty big music fans so anyways we're, what i'm going to send you off with this week is a song by Foles. the song's called exits and Foles has been around for a while i actually kind of forgot about them they're an indie rock band this song though is almost a little different from their normal stuff it's got a very 80s vibe to it almost this 80s indie kind of poppy but still rock it's it's fun it's a good song you should check it out and it was in lock and key which we are going to be reviewing in two weeks it was in one of the earlier episodes so i heard it and i was like oh this is perfect so <laughs> that's what i'm throwing in for my song this week chris go ahead uh mine is from the uh ragnarok show and it is by subterranean street society Okay. It's a long name, but yeah, no uh, it's, name, though. yeah, the the song name is "Only Your Sins Know," and it's um, man, I don't even know how to describe it. I won't describe it. Don't just, just let him figure it yeah. out. Just let Be surprised. Just let him hear it. Be good. <laughs> All right, mine is not from a TV show yet, anyways, that I know of. Uh, so apparently, Ozzy Osbourne's still putting out music. Oh God. Nice. Um, of course, Matt's gonna rave. Hey, I like Ozzy. Hey, well, actually, give us funny enough, I'm not a big fan of Ozzy normally. Yeah, like a lot of his music, like Crazy actually, Train was cool, but like a lot of his music, I'm not a big fan of. But there's sure. one particular song that's recently come up, and it's called the uh, Under the Graveyard. 
Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because it's actually talking. I feel like he's talking about how he's like getting old and retiring. I was about to say, is it about him slowly dying? Because he's been slowly dying for like kind thirty of, years. Kind of. I think it's interesting. His brain. But yeah. I, I've been listening to it a lot Let recently. There's another song. I know we're only supposed oh. to do one, but I'm breaking the rules. I heard this song today when I was working <sighs> out, and I was like, holy crap! Like this song is I'm a good workout song. And I actually think Chris, you'd like this one. It's called Battle Drums. Okay. It's by Keizu. I guess is how you pronounce the name. And Atreyu. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's like a dubstep. It's like a dubstep song, really? but with the you doing like the vocals. So kind of an emo y shoegazy. Yeah, but the, uh, that's why I was like working out and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> this, is, this is like getting yeah. it. Yeah. So okay, I was well, Matt, four or five times in a row today. And I was nice. like, okay, I'm gonna definitely have to do this. So what were both out. so we got an Aussie song, which was Under the Graveyard. Under the Graveyard and, and then Battle Drums. Okay, Battle Drums. By Keizu and Atreyu. And Atreyu. Awesome. So that's going to sum it up for this week. We also do need to let everyone know that next week is Sonic. I think we've kind of alluded to it, and I'll go ahead and say it again. And then two weeks from now is going to be Lock and Key. So go ahead, check those things out. We will, we're all already been getting into Lock and Key, and we're kind of taking our notes and watching it. Yeah, Chris is done. (laughs) It is a TV show. It is. Anybody listening and don't don't know what it is. Um, so just know it's going to be, I don't know if it's 10 episodes, eight episodes. It's, ten. I think it's 10. They you range find it on Netflix. Yes. It's, it's a not, Netflix show. Something you'll find anywhere else. 40 minutes to an hour long. Yep, exactly. 40 minutes to an hour long. And it is based off of a Joe Hill graphic novel series, which I've read and is very good. And Joe Hill is the Nerd. son. <laughs> Joe Hill is the son of Stephen King, my favorite author. So you can tell by the same last names. Yeah. Yeah. The same <laughs> exact last names. Yeah, so that is Stephen King's son. And this, yeah, check it out and you'll be ready in two weeks. And we'll be back at you next week with Sonic the Hedgehog. So that'll be fun. And it'll be a, a rated G episode. So we'll keep yeah. it G. It'll be a. We'll keep a, it friendly. Yeah, a big shock after this episode because I know that I dropped the <laughs> F bomb far more than once. So. You heathen. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, if you want to reach us, our website is criticallyaroused.fireside.com. Again, it's criticallyaroused.fireside.com. And you can reach us on our Instagram, at criticallyaroused, or at our Twitter, at aroused_media. And if you want to reach me on Instagram, I'm, I'm Blaine Andrews, so I'm underscore Blaine underscore Andrews. Matt is Verlacma, which is Verlac, M-A, on Instagram as well. And if you want to reach Chris, the ghost, you can also reach him. He has an Instagram that he is not aware of. and he Identity can... theft is not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> you can reach Chris at Butterboy69. That is spelled B-U-T-T-A-B-O-I 69. Butterboy69. You can reach Chris. And he will respond promptly... And Chris totally set this up for himself. Yeah, he set this up because he was doing the podcast. If you guys didn't catch the last episode, he actually said, when the episode ended, he said, I am going to create an Instagram with my identity, a.k.a. the Butter Boy. See, he's kind of like a sugar daddy, except for he's a Butter Boy. I do like butter more than sugar, so you got me there. And 69, because, you know, he'd he just be 69 and nice. all the time. 
You didn't put a 420 in there? Come on. <laughs> and we do want to give a thank you to Ketsa Music. They are doing our intro and exit song. We love them. You guys definitely outro. check them out. It's Ke- yeah, our, our outro song. So it's Ketsa Music, K-E-T-S-A Music, M-U-S-I-C.com. Give them a listen to. He's got plenty of free songs and stuff you can download and check out. But thanks so very much for joining us again for this episode, too. It's been a blast. We love you guys. Thanks so much. Later. See you next week. Peace.